Hello there, my name is Jessica, and this is the Sunshine Girl Podcast. Now, on this podcast, we deal with everything life and living it, personal development, relationship issues, and so much more. And so I'm hoping that you sit back and enjoy. A lot of this content has been repurposed from my YouTube channel. That's the Jessica OS channel. And it's repackaged and brought to you right here on your favorite podcast platform. And so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Seven simple steps to improve your relationship. So bettering your bond with your partner can feel unachievable when life is happening. But these are little things that you can do daily to improve your relationships over time. And I hope to share them with you now in this video. Arguments and misunderstandings are normal. I dare say they're even a necessary ingredient to get the wheels of your relationship turning. So don't lose hope just yet, simply because you seem to be experiencing this ever so often. If you really want to improve your relationship, I'm going to be sharing with you a couple of tips that will help you do so. So if you really want to improve your relationship, number one, become an expert in empathy. Now, one of the earliest lessons that we learn growing up is to put yourself in someone else's shoes because it introduces you to the concept of empathy. Now, empathy is about more than just acknowledging someone's feelings. It's also about trying to understand how basically these feelings are influencing their actions. It's easy to lose sight of empathy in the heat of an argument because, for instance, your partner's point of view stands in the way of yours. And, you know, perhaps if only you could make them see it your way, then, you know, the argument would be over, right? But this kind of thinking actually stops you from showing empathy because it tries to simply remove your partner as an obstacle and it doesn't stop to question why they're actually pushing back, you know, in the first place. When someone feels listened to and empathized with, they're more likely to continue to open up and to share more, which leads to more intimacy and closeness overall. When a person feels shut down, like they're never listened to, they will shut down over time. And this can chip away at a relationship and result in superficial communication and increased emotional separation over time. Not what you're looking for. Number two, identify your emotional triggers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So everyone has their do not push button in an argument, you know, that one topic that can launch you into complete insanity, into irrational, that irrational stratosphere of anger in mere seconds. The reason that these things hit so differently is likely tied to past hurt or trauma that maybe you may have experienced. For example, say you grew up with an abusive parent who took advantage of the other working parent. If you feel like your partner has stopped contributing to the housework recently, you may become disproportionately mad if they don't clear the table after dinner, for instance. Suddenly, something relatively insignificant like an unclean table is a launch pad for a major fight. 
Learning to identify your emotional triggers and more importantly, why you react to them will help you become a better communicator. Self-reflection and some introspection is key to anyone's emotional growth. And the more you can understand your reactions, the more productive your conversations and more open your conversations can be. Once you come to understand what's really going on with you, you can begin to explain to your partner why such things trigger you so much and so easily so you can both find a solution to it together in a loving, reassuring way. Number three, know when to yield. Now, one of the hardest things to do during a conflict is to stop and redirect focus. We've all said that wrong thing that we wished we could take back after we weren't so angry. Have you ever drafted that strongly worded message to a loved one in frustration, but you know, after calming down, maybe you took some of the venom out of that message before hitting the send button. I mean, being able to break downshift and reassess your feelings is a good way to maintain a healthy social connection. If you're in an argument with your partner, that seems to be getting a little too heated. See if there's an opportunity for you to hit the pause button, walk out of the room, go for a walk, revisit the issue once both of you have had a chance to breathe, to settle, to calm down. Never utter words you haven't given yourself ample time to think about, you know, because a word spoken can never be taken back or unheard. Number four, be curious. Let's be honest, your partner is a pretty special person. Otherwise, you wouldn't have chosen to be with them, right? You are likely drawn to the qualities in them that made them intriguing. Being intimate with someone means staying interested and ever curious basically about who they are and how they think. And this kind of curiosity and interest can be amplified during communication as well. Now, while it may be tough to do so during a fight, you can take some time afterwards to connect with your partner and objectively explore the choices they made and allow them to explore your thought process as well. Sometimes exploring how communication devolved can navigate your choices the next time that you guys actually have a conversation. Number five, read between the lines. Now, an argument between two strangers is largely two-dimensional because, you know, you don't know them. They don't know you. One person hurls an insult. The other person may give them their peace of mind. Usually fizzles out. Everybody goes their own way. Now, this usually isn't the case for romantic partners who can bring years of baggage, expectations, resentment, history into quarrels. Often with couples, what they're arguing about on the surface isn't what they're actually fighting about. If, you know, we were to actually dig a little deeper and ask questions, most of these arguments are actually about an unmet need, which is often that one or both people feel like, you know, they're not being taken care of in some way. In order to identify what's happening under the surface, couples need to think deeply about what they're really asking for and make sure they communicate that. You know, sometimes the the arguments and the anger is deeper than what they did today. It's not just about leaving the coffee mug on the table. It's way deeper than that. And sometimes um, you need to dig a little deeper, ask a few more questions to be able to get to the bottom of what's really ticking them off. Number six, be slow to anger and quick to listen. So during a spat, tempers flare, egos inflate, the battle gets underway. A heated argument can sometimes feel like going to war. But as we rush to, to, you know, fortify our defenses, deploy our secret weapons, are we stopping to actually hear our partners out? 
When talking to your mate, it's easy to fall back on old exaggerations or hold partners' past behavior against them. We might even get mad all over again when we think back to their past actions. The problem is that we allow our anger to cloud out our partner in the present. Even if they may have acted selfishly in the past, it doesn't mean that selfishness is what is driving them right now, driving them today. When we don't listen to our partners, we deny them the opportunity to be validated and feel loved. Your relationship cannot move into the future if you're still fighting someone from the past. And this is something that a lot of people do. As soon as there's an argument, you go and you take something that happened two, three, four, five years ago. And you did this to me and I'll never forget. And you did this. There's, there's no way that a relationship can proceed or continue to grow if there are continuous references to past failures or past faults. If you really want to see growth in relationships, you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that your partner let you down at some point, but came back and was willing to make amends. And you need to get past that point where you're willing to accept that they came back, made amends, and move on from there. Else you will never be able to heal properly and grow from there and onwards. And finally, number seven, anticipate their needs. In order for a relationship to heal, both partners need to actively want to work towards improving their relationship. Doing the work is hard, but it's a hardship that you must frame as a positive challenge. Otherwise, you'll likely be less motivated to keep working when the relationship hits a speed bump. You must try challenging yourself by anticipating what their needs are and what they may need from you in the future. If you know your partner is going into a challenging work week, for example, you can prepare yourself to be extra supportive during that time. In fact, in a 2018 study, it showed that when a partner was able to explain a stressful situation to an attentive listening partner, they were more likely to report higher levels of satisfaction with their relationship. Now, if you want to strengthen your relationship, don't just passively listen to your partner. Let them actually know that they're being heard. Reach out to them in ways that nobody else can. I mean, you know them that well, so use it to your advantage. Don't let them use perfect strangers at work, i.e. their colleagues, their friends, as sounding boards you have an unfair advantage as their partner. You know them better than everybody else. And so you should be the one using that to your advantage whenever they're anxious, whenever they're in need of care, whenever they feel like nobody else understands them. You should be the one stepping up to the challenge. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Sunshine Girl podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone else who will find this information beneficial. I hope the conversations were great as well. And if they were, make sure you tune in again and subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications so whenever I post a podcast, you're able to listen in and share once again. If you'd like to support this podcast, you absolutely can. You can become a supporter of this channel. Just search for it right here on this platform or you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jessica OS. I would absolutely love all the support that I can get. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.